He charged me with resisting arrest. Get that confidence in jail. I object. Hello, everybody. Welcome to an inaugural, really, episode of Allegedly Bravo. And it's like, how can you call something inaugural that's been around for 60 episodes? And I just can. It's my life. It's my podcast. It's Allegedly Bravo. And this is an inaugural episode. This is season three, episode one of Allegedly Bravo. And some things have changed around here. Okay. So listen up. First things first, it's just me, Lauren, me and Heidi, Heidi, the dog. She's next to me. She'll be chilling next to me. But Cash has decided to step away from the pod and focus on a real career that makes her money. (laughs) Like who can blame her? And you guys know here at Allegedly Bravo, if there's one thing we encourage, it's quitting your job. And so who can be mad? Not me. So let's see if she'll come back. I'm sure she will. It's it's shocking to think that she wouldn't want to take to the mic again. You know what I mean? I mean, we all know her. So anyway, it's just going to be me, me and the Heidster. Um, and what we're going to be doing now that, so when Cash and I were first doing the podcast and it was me and her together making decisions, we decided together that it would be who of us not to get into like any political stuff and whatever. And I totally agree. I still don't think it's the place to get into political stuff, et cetera, and so forth. But I do want to spend some time delving into a little bit of Supreme Court stuff because lots of shit is happening. Things are in the pipelines. The people in the robes are making choices and decisions left and right. And it just is like something I feel like is important. So we're going to do that, but we're still going to have fun. Okay. If you want to watch this, you can. It's going to be posted on YouTube. Fair warning to everyone who's never seen my face before. I'm not wearing makeup. I'm wearing a hoodie and I'm recording this in the dark. So the visuals aren't great, but I will be uploading like the videos or not the videos, the documents and stuff while I read from them. So if you'd like to read along, feel free to head over to YouTube slash allegedly Bravo. Okay. And then also I wanted to say the colors I've sort of also decided that it's, if we're going to have like a new season and a new vibe, we're really going to go all the way. And we've established this neony muted vibe. And, you know, I just liked it. There's really no other reason. I just liked it. So I hope you like it too. Um, okay. Let's get into the topic of today. <clears throat> today is very, very, very special. We're talking about the earrings that are on appeal for legal reasons. The earrings everybody knows about the earrings. They're available online. If you'd like to bid Erica Jane's big ass diamond earrings, that's the top. And 
And I'm going to talk about them for at least 35 minutes. I promise you. It's going to be crazy. So Erica Jane had these earrings, right? And then we all know kind of the backstory. She had the earrings. They were gifted to her like 15 years ago by her ex-husband, Tom, which, okay, I have umbrage with the fact that people call him estranged, his estranged, her estranged husband, Tom, because it's like estranged, estranged and faking mental lapse in a old folks home. They're just different. And I feel like it's just doing estranged people a disservice to compare anyone who's actually estranged from their family to Tom Girardi and Erica's relationship, because I listen, it's weird. It just is. Okay. So I'm going to be reading from Erica's moving papers. So Erica filed the appeal after the judge decided, oh wait, I should start from the beginning. So the earrings were, there's two bankruptcies, the Tom Girardi and Erica Girardi, like family one, you know, and then the Girardi Keese law firm business bankruptcy. So when 15 years ago, when Erica received these earrings as a gift, Tom wrote a little check from a little attorney client trust account and was like, I'm going to write the check for these earrings to this jeweler out of this trust account. And it's like so smarmy because he wrote on the memo, you know how you can put a memo like October rent. Um, It says like legal fees and services, but it's made out to like M&M jeweler or something. It's so shady. I mean, was that anyone's like first tip off 15 years ago that like, Hey, I don't think earring people necessarily do legal services. I mean, maybe they do appraisals, but not for $750,000. That's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So the judge was like, listen, if Tom paid for those earrings with money from the client trust, which we can see he did because he wrote the check, we should probably have those back. And so the trustee was like, we're going to have those earrings back. And the judge was like, yeah, Erica, you have to give them back. Like, they were from the trust account. The money was in the trust account. Now it's dangling off your little earlobes and you got to take the backs off, put them, you know, return them. Well, Erica was pissed and filed a motion. And it's on one hand, so insensitive to like file a motion and be like, well, I want my earrings back. But at the same time, if my boyfriend or husband or George Glass gifted me like the most iconic earrings ever. And then years later, someone was like, I'm going to need those because he was actually stealing. I'd kind of be like, well, wait a minute here. I've been wearing these for 15 years. These have been in my ears. I mean, that's a long time to own earrings, but most people don't even have their kids that long yet. You know what I mean? So Here's what Erica, so in order to appeal something, you have to sort of say like the judge made a a mistake and it can't be like you made a mistake because I don't like the way you decided because it wasn't for me. And I think that that's rude. 
it has to be like a legal reason. Like the judge didn't apply the law right or, you know, there was something wrong. Something went wrong. Something is awry. So what does Erica think is awry with the order to give the earrings back? Well, she says in the original ruling, she says that the statute of limitations, which I don't know if you guys know this, but the statute of limitations is like how long you have to sue someone or like bring your claim. So like, and I'm making this up. So don't, don't like quote me on these, but like maybe a statute of limitations for like cashing a bad check or like writing a bad check would be like a year, but murder would be never like there's never a statute of limitations, you know, or because you always want to find a murderer, so on, so forth. Um, those aren't real statute of limitations, but, but those are examples anyway. So Erica says that she was gifted these earrings and there's these rules that determine from the date that the trustee filed the petition to have the bankruptcy start, which was like December, 2021, I believe at that point in time, the trustee, according to Erica can go back three years, um, to like look into other things and can grab back assets up to six years that like belong to the estate. So Erica's like, well, I got these 15 years ago. So you're SOL, you're shit out of luck. That's the joke about statute of limitations. If you, you know, is this, is the statute of limitations lapse, then you're SOL <laughs> like legal humor. It's so funny. It is actually pretty funny. Then Erica said that, oh, so the trustee drafted a motion because Erica was like being difficult about the earrings. If you recall, the trustee drafted a motion called a turnover motion where the trustee asked the court to order the Girardis to turn off their turn off, return their stuff to the trustee and pay their debts. But Erica, you know, as we've talked about, and it, it'll be kind of repetitive because she's asking for the same thing over and over and over. I mean, it's about the earrings, but Erica says, um, the earrings didn't count as part of the motion because they're not property of the bankruptcy estate. Why does she think they're not property of the bankruptcy estate? Because she was gifted them 15 years old. And the, she says that the trustee can't go back further than six years. 15 is significantly longer than six. So I would tend to agree with her if, if that was the facts given to me, like, Hey, you can't reach back further than six years to get money. And I was gifted these 15 years ago. That's like simple math. I could even do that. So she's like, you know, you can't ask me to do that because it's not part of the bankruptcy estate. I mean, that's like asking Erica to be responsible for the debts of a law firm. Like, can you imagine if you're like, married to someone who's an attorney or whatever, and then they go cray cray or like something horrible happens and then they lose their law firm. And then someone comes up to you and is like, oops, give me all your stuff. That guy messed up and you got to pay. It's not really equitable. So I see where she's like upset. I would be kind of upset too. I don't know. Just me. 
Um, the court disagreed with Erica, obviously, and said, listen, these are part of the bankruptcy estate and because they were paid for with client trust. So yada, yada, yada. Okay. So Erica's legal reasons. Oh, you know what? I should just like read her thing. Let me pull it up. One second, please. Okay. So what we're looking at right here is Erica's brief. This is what she filed in the court to be like, hey, I'm ready. I'm ready to get my earrings back. Okay. So let's see what she wrote. We're going to scroll, 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 because nobody cares until we get to the words part. Scroll past all the law and the boring stuff. X, Y, Z, table of contents, jurisdiction, yada, 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 what are the, we already went over that. Okay. Statement of the case. This is like, this is what she's saying. This is her side of the story. Okay. In her own words. In 2000, Miss Girardi married Tom Girardi, TG, when she was 27 years old and he was six years old. During their marriage, TG, I don't like all these G's. During their marriage, TG and his law firm, Girardi Keese, GK, handled all of the couple's marital finances. Miss Girardi is not and never has been an attorney. Her career during her marriage to TG was an entertainer. See Declaration of Erica Girardi. An entertainer. How many fucks do I give? It's expensive to be me. In approximately 2004 or 2005, as a gift for either Miss Girardi's birthday or for the couple's wedding anniversary, unclear. TG gave her a set of diamond earrings about a year later. Okay. Tom Girardi and Miss Girardi's home was ransacked while they were out for dinner and the earrings were stolen. Subsequently in 2007, Tom gave Erica a replica pair of the earrings that had been stolen. I didn't know that. Did you guys know that? Wow. So they went out to dinner, their house got ransacked and she didn't wear her new gift. Wait. So she got the earrings for her birthday. I wonder what they were out celebrating for dinner. I wonder where they were. Were they at Chasson's? I have so many more questions than answers now. Okay. In December of 2020, oops, in November of 2020, Miss Girardi filed for divorce against Tom and moved out of the couple's residence. Since that time, she's been living in a rental and her principal assets are her personal belongings, including her jewelry and her income as a cast member of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. You guys should pay Erica more. Just saying. Pay all of them more. In December of 2020, creditors of Girardi Keys filed an involuntary Chapter 7 bankruptcy against Girardi Keys as well as Tom Girardi. The bankruptcy court appointed Elisa Miller as the trustee for the GK bankruptcy estate. About a year later, Ms. Girardi learned for the first time that the replacement earrings that she received in 2007 were allegedly bought with money transferred 
from a GK trust account for the Razulin litigation. Erica had no involvement in or knowledge of the actions of Tom Girardi or Girardi Keys in connection with the Razulin litigation or the Girardi Keys client trust account in the Razulin litigation. So they're saying that sh- that he cut a check from this like medical malpractice lawsuit and that that check paid for the earrings. All right. Well, that doesn't sound too good for you, Erica. Well, in January 20, on January 25th, 2022, the trustee filed a motion before the bankruptcy court for an order compelling the turnover of the earrings. That's the turnover motion we were talking about. Well, then Erica filed her opposition, yada, yada, yada. Here we go. Okay. Okay. Ready? On its face, the motion states, the trustee's claim is based on grounds that on March 7, 2007, Girardi issued the check, blah, 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 paid to the M&M, I was right, M&M Jewelers for the amount of $750,000 for the purchase of the diamond earrings. Mm. It also says, see, Girardi stole money from the GK client trust account to buy the diamond earrings. Well, that's kind of true. Girardi could not transfer legal or equitable title to the earrings. I mean, there you go. Like if he never had the money because the money never belonged to him, he couldn't give Erica the title of the earrings to make her the owner. I didn't know earrings came with titles. I'm clearly not like rich yet. Whatever. What are you going to do? Maybe one day my earrings will have titles, you know? So she received these over 15 years ago. Bling, bling, bling. Okay. We'll be back after a quick break. Finding Ruby is the incredible true story of a 16-year-old tricked by a seemingly innocent Facebook message. A message that would lead her from the protection of the mountains to the nightmare of an online trafficking den. Her first message to me was like, Hi, are you looking for a job? Ruby is hidden from the world, from everyone except her abusers. But she isn't alone. There is a team of people looking for her, and they will stop at nothing to find her. This isn't just the fight of her life, it's their fight too. Search for Finding Ruby today. The replacement $750,000 earrings were paid for by a check dated March 2nd, 2007, drawn against the Girardi Keys client trust account for the Razulin Mass Tort case. These statements make it clear that the turnover motion's aim was at Girardi Keys fraudulent transfer of the $750,000 out of its client trust account to pay the earrings. So Erica brings up a good point here. She goes, listen, you, this man stole the money. And then once he stole the money, he bought the earrings and gave them to me. But what you're really after is the money that he stole. But what he did with it after, you know, isn't necessarily what you're going to get. So Erica's saying maybe like put it as a minus, like put it as a debt. It's not my problem that this guy stole the money. Well, 
when you marry a guy who does that, it kind of, it becomes your problem and it becomes a little expensive. So it kind of does make sense that argument though, I would sort of feel the same way where it's like, not my problem. All like, I just received a gift. Like the only thing I'm guilty of is getting a gift for existing. Cause I'm gorgeous. You know, I don't know. So it says also the trustee asked the bankruptcy court to issue an order requiring Miss Jardy to turn over to the trustee, a pair of diamond earrings that the husband purchased. In short, the trustee asserted a right to retain, obtain the earrings from Erica because they were the fruit of her husband's theft from the Rizulin mass tort case account. And she says, listen, that's why, you know, it's you're directing this at the funds. Like you're saying the $750,000 theft. That's what this is about. It's not about my earrings. But as we know, it's about the earrings. It's about Tom. It's always about Tom. Erica's counsel quoted, just a determination of fact cannot be made when, because of the passage of time, the memories of the witness has faded or the evidence is lost. Compelling, in compelling circumstance, even wrongdoers are entitled to assume that their sins may be forgotten. That's like so poetic to be like the statute of limitations has told. And even if this was, even if this was a theft, it's too darn bad for you. (laughs) So in the present case, the check in question out of the Girardi Keys trust account that was used to pay the jeweler was signed by two of the Girardi Keys partners, Tom Girardi and James O'Callaghan. Well, one of those two people is dead and that's Mr. O'Callaghan. And Mr. Girardi is good as dead out there. I mean, I honestly think he's living his life. I don't know. You guys remember that Pope that lived out in the Vatican and he was always escaping in the middle of the night to like go hang out on the, on the street or like go surfing or meet friends or whatever. That's what's happening here with Tom. I have no doubt about that. No doubt about that whatsoever. The statute of repose exists precisely to prevent scenarios where the evidence and the memory of the transactions of issue have deteriorated over time. That basically what they're saying here is, listen, time has passed. One man's dead. The other has Alzheimer's. Sucks to suck. Let it go. That's not necessarily a good argument. I don't know. Erica also says that the trustee in this case has failed to offer evidence to suggest that the $750,000 transfer or the earrings are undisputably estate property subject to turnover. I don't know. I mean, the check from the account seems like it's pretty undisputable that it came from there, but go off Erica. In addition, Mr. Artie has challenged the trustee's right to the earrings because she received them innocently as a gift 15 years ago from her now estranged and then wealthy husband. The bankruptcy also court found also found. Wow. Blah. The bankruptcy court also found that there was no evidence whatsoever 
that Erica had any knowledge of wrongdoing at Girardi Keys related to the gift that she received more than 14 years ago. So Erica's like, it's not even undisputable that these earrings are part of this whole situation. So you're almost stealing from me at this point. And she's saying, listen, it's your kind of, it's your responsibility to be the one that says it's over. So in conclusion, Erica is like, I'm keeping the, I'm taking the dog. So the state responded and was obviously like, yeah, right. So let's read this section, see what their version of the facts are. I love hearing the versions of the facts because one person's like, like, especially in family law, one party will be, will be writing. Um, we were just out to lunch and Johnny tripped and fell and, and he just had a boo-boo and that's it. And then the other party's like, she force fed me through a tube and beat me. And you're like, whoa, these stories do not line up. So let's read this. Let's read the trustees and see what they say. The trustee, this is the trustees responding brief to Erica's little appeal, which was a big appeal. I shouldn't diminish it like that. Thomas Girardi, Thomas V. Girardi is a disgraced and disbarred attorney who embezzled millions of dollars from settlement funds deposited into his law firm's trust account over the span of years. Tom's embezzlements from the Girardi Keys client trust account were repeated and wholesale. What does that mean? And ultimately contributed to the bankruptcy of Girardi and Girardi Keys. This case arose from Girardi's embezzlement of $750,000 from the Girardi Keys Resilient Client Trust Account. Deposited into the trust account were monies paid for the benefit of the clients who were victims of the overprescribed diabetic medication Resulin. Tom took $750,000 of those funds to purchase large diamond stud earrings that he gave to his wife, Erica. The trust accounts ledger also states that the firm paid itself, wait for it, $7.5 million in fees and $15 million in costs. Holy shit. That's incredible. <sighs> because Girardi remained in control, the embezzlement went undetected until the trustee and her team began to review the account's ledger and question the entry described as a cost of litigation which in fact was a payment to the jeweler for the earrings. Upon discovering Girardi's theft, the trustee advised Erica of her findings. So, so the trustee saying, listen, yeah, you found out, but you found out that these earrings were with stolen funds because I told you. So she says, upon discovering Girardi's theft, the trustee immediately advised Erica of her findings and requested the return of the earrings so that the value could be preserved for the benefit of the estate. Erica refused, asserting that she was entitled to keep the earrings. Whew. It also says that Erica's in receipt of stolen property. It says 
Girardi, Tom, Tom's, I'm just going to call him Tom because when they say Girardi, it makes it seem like she's culpable just because they have the same last name. And I don't like that. Tom's misappropriation of client funds constitutes serious ethical and moral violations. Yeah, obviously. God. Under such circumstances, the California Supreme Court has determined that the statute of limitations for claims based on such conduct does not begin to run until the beneficiary or here, Elisa, the trustee, has knowledge of the dishonest conduct. So the trustee didn't find out about this until 2001. So the trustee says that's when the statute of limitations starts, not when the bankruptcy was filed, but when they found out that there's a bad actor. We'll be back after a quick break. Were you team Backstreet Boys or Sync? Brittany or Christina? Simple Life or Newlyweds? With When They Popped, you don't have to pick a side because we're going to mention it all. When They Popped retells the stories of the late 90s and early 2000s biggest celebrities, trends, and phenomena like boy band mania, celebrity-based reality TV, and the rise of famous for being famous socialites. We'll unpack their rise to fame and uncover some facts you may have not known along the way. So throw up your away message and throw it back with us with When They Popped. Available wherever you stream your podcasts. In addition, and because of Girardi's massive fraud, it has yet to be established whether the earrings were paid with funds due to the clients or due to the firm. The commingled trust funds are categorized as property of the estate unless the tracing establishes otherwise. And the burden of tracing, which means that she would have to show, well, the money would have eventually gone to the firm or the $750,000 was supposed to go to Tom anyway. And he just signed the check directly over to the earring guy because it's one less account. It needs to be deposited into like a little assignment, but you know, I don't think they're really buying that shit. Okay. The trustee says Mrs. Girardi's argument that the earrings are not property of the estate is unavailing. It is undisputed that the trust account ledger entries demonstrate that the firm purportedly made 15 million in withdrawals that are described on the ledger as payments for costs and 7.5 million in withdrawals that are described on the ledger for fees. The payments in the cost category had the $750,000 earrings. Given the commingling of the funds, meaning the payments due to Tom and the payments due to the clients um, for their like sadness and pain and suffering, um, they had an obligation. Erica had an obligation to trace it back to them. So given the commingling of the funds in the trust account, they can't determine who, where the $750,000 came from. And because they can't determine that, it's really like, they're like, you have to give it back. Because since we can't figure it out, if we can't figure it out, no one can play with the earrings until we can figure it out. So give them to me. And it's a good point. The trustee wants them for safekeeping. She wants to be able to know that no matter what, the earrings will be there. They won't get stolen. I mean, Erica lives near to... Dorit, I don't know where, I don't fucking know where she lives. 
but she could get robbed. I mean, and the trustees probably like, yeah, these people will set up a fake robbery. I wouldn't put it past them. So I don't know. The trustee has some points there. Um, let's see here. In this case, there is no question that Erica is in the wrong. By refusing to release her ownership claim to the earrings upon demand and after being informed of the crime that has caused them to come into her possession, Erica is guilty of a crime. Equity will not come to her aid. Oh my God, I love that sentence. Equity will not come to her aid. I'm going to use that sentence in my next appeals brief. That's a great sentence. Equity will not come to her aid. I'm going to write that down. Finally, Ms. Girardi's failure to file an appeal bond or move to stay the bankruptcy court's order provided the trustee with the ability to sell the earrings at public auction. The, okay, because they're saying, listen, you don't want to give back the earrings? Fine. Put up $750,000 as a bond so that you can keep the earrings all you want. But we want to know that there's assurance that we can get the money if you're going to keep the earrings. That's what they're meaning for the bond. And they're saying, look, you didn't even do that. You didn't give a bond. You didn't even ask the court, hey, stay the order. This is crazy. And because you didn't do that, now I got to sell the earrings. Sale. I got to put the earrings up for sale. And then the trustees, like, not only did I get to put them up for sale, it proceeded to sale and it was not opposed by Erica. So the sales to take place on December 7th, 2022, that's in literally one month because today is November 7th, 2022. So within a month, you guys, we are going to find out how much these earrings got sold for at auction. But I don't think that the court will rule on this until the earrings are sold at auction. And then they're going to rule in favor of the trustee is my opinion. That's my opinion. We'll see. I don't know. What do you guys think? The thing with the earrings is so weird because I go, sorry, I had to shift in my futon. I go so back and forth here with Erica. Because on one hand, I can understand being gifted something 15 years ago. I mean, her earrings can almost drive. They can almost drive. And then for someone to pluck them right out of your ears is shocking, especially if Erica didn't know any of this was going on. Well, also, I forgot to tell you guys, when I was on Pacer and I was like going through the history of all the documents that are uploaded... I saw that there was a criminal investigation going on and we don't know what they're investigating anyone for, but the sprinkling of like receiving stolen earrings, like the fact that they use those words in the trustees brief makes me wonder if like, if Erica's being investigated for receipt of stolen property, because that is a crime or Are they just being investigated as like, you guys haven't paid your taxes and that's a crime too. I don't know. 
but I'm going to stay tuned and I'm going to, you know, report the news. That's all I can do. All I can do is report the news. So that's that on that. And I guess we'll put a pin in it and see what happens after December 7th. Are any of you bidding on the earrings? I would like to know. Let me know. They should go for quite an expensive amount. I still think her new boyfriend will buy them for her or at least try. He owns casinos in Vegas and that's some serious money. So I guess we'll circle back in about a month on that. And now it's time for criminal behavior. So for those of you who are new, the criminal behavior segment of the show is where we and now me get to just like bitch and complain about something that like isn't a criminal offense, but should be. One example is mine today. And my example is showing up early. Holy fuck balls. I can't stand it when people show up early. Like if you're going to be like, Hey, we want to come over at 12 PM for lunch. We want to come over for lunch. We're going to be there at 12. Okay, great. Come over at 12. I, let me tell you what it takes for me to get ready for you at 12. I'm waking up early in a panic. I've started doing laundry in a panic because I have nothing to wear. I'm cleaning the house. I'm remembering everybody's dietary restrictions and I'm making all the food ahead of time. I want to have all the food done, ready in the bowls, all that shit just needs a little uncovering or a little spoon in there at least an hour before the people come over because then I need to shower. I need to put my face on. I need to have a glass of wine, maybe an Ativan or something to just calm the fuck down after the crazy morning I just had cooking for you guys. And then you show up early and then you show up early and I don't even have time to brush my hair. So not only did I slave over the kitchen all day cooking, I can't even brush my hair. And that's all because you showed up early. So that's my criminal behavior. If you guys have a criminal behavior, email them to me. I want to read them out loud. I love hearing your guys' criminal behavior. So email it over to allegedlybravo at gmail.com. And we'll do like a fun criminal behavior episode. Head on over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash allegedlybravo to download these documents, stream the video, get everything ad free, yada, 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 plus bonus content. There's a couple tiers going on. So just head over there and find something that works for you. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye.